Hey, listener, are you happy with your current chicken wings? Do you wish you had something a little saucier? If you answered yes, then it might be time for you to break up with your old chicken wings and get a new honey. Lemon pepper wing from Popeye's. Share the wings with your friends so they can see it's time to move on, too. Head to Popeye's and get six-piece honey lemon pepper wings for $5.99. At participating U.S. restaurants, price may vary. This is the Busted Open Podcast. You can listen to the full show Monday through Saturday from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on Sirius XM Fight Nation Channel 156. Yo, what's going on, Busted Open Nation? Welcome to the Busted Open Podcast. It's me, Bully Ray, and my tag team partner for today is not Dave LaGreca. He is AWOL. We have no clue where he is, so I called in my Superman and your Superman, everybody's Superman, the world's strongest man, Mark Henry. The Hall of Fame and pain coming back at you on a Monday after payback. We're going to be talking all about the pay-per-view, basically breaking down every single match. Roman Reigns is your new Universal Champion. Him and Paul Heyman together. I wonder what Brock Lesnar is thinking right about now. Going to get Mark's take on everything that happened during Payback. Also going to get into the biggest controversy hitting the pro wrestling world in forever. That's right. I'm talking about the Mark Henry, Dave LaGreca, Conrad Thompson Chair Dance Championship controversy. Conrad and Shivani talking all kinds of smack on their podcast. And today will be the first time Mark Henry gets to hear what they said. Going to get his feedback, all that, so much more. Payback recap right here. Busted open. Hall of Fame and pain. Mark Henry and Bully Ray. Turn it up. So um, we came back with the audio. Uh, Keith Lee obviously goes over clean in the middle with the spirit bomb. So, Mark, what do you see? I mean, I think the sky's the limit. But tonight, let's just look at tonight. What would you do? What's next for Keith Lee tonight? You know what? Um, I think Keith Lee goes out and gets the stick and says that, you know what, like, uh, I want to prove that what happened was not a fluke. That this didn't happen by accident. Like, you know, um, I respect Randy Orton and his greatness, but I'm here to carve out a place for myself. And then Randy grabs the stick, and Randy says exactly what I said earlier. Keith Lee, it wasn't luck. You beat me. You beat me. But I'll be damned if you can do it again tonight. You come out to this ring, and I underestimated you. I allowed you the opportunity to beat me because I wasn't mentally prepared. But now I hate you. You've tarnished my legacy, and I'm going to kick you in your damn head. And it ain't nothing that you can do about it or Vince McMahon could do about it, or anybody in the pro wrestling world can do to stop me from beating you tonight. Everybody's going to be holding on to see that match. (laughs) That's the way we build our business. And there's a reason that we can come on this show, on SiriusXM, 
and talk to people about pro wrestling because of our knowledge of the force, if you will. What emotionally gets you stirred up? Bully, we're not, we're not Hall of Famers because we, we showed up. We're Hall of Famers because we showed up and we gave our input because we know what the hell we're talking about. And if what I say didn't just move you, then you must not really be a wrestling fan. I'm not saying that my opinion is the end-all, be-all. I'm just saying that it's in the realm of conversation of what it is that you need to do to have everything exciting for pro wrestling. Um, I love the simplicity of the story you just suggested for tonight because it would be very easy for people to say, oh, that was a fluke victory, even though it was not a fluke victory. Last night was not a roll-up. It wasn't a small package. It wasn't an Oklahoma roll. Backslide. It was a spirit bomb. It was an elevated power bomb. It doesn't get (laughs) any bigger or cleaner than that finish. But I could see Keith Lee coming out there and saying, people saying it's a fluke, blah, blah, blah. Or even Randy coming out and saying, that's BS, that was a fluke, and them doing it again. And let me tell you folks something, and Mark, I'm sure you'd agree. If tonight on Monday Night Raw, Keith Lee and Randy Orton went another 12 to 15 minutes and Keith Lee beat Randy Orton again, that's as good as the mafia open up and opening up their books and making you a boss. And Keith Lee will be, he was made last night, but more people will see it tonight if they were to do it all over again. And you're as made as made gets because now you have two credible, clean victories over one of the best on the planet today. So I really, really do like that idea. As I said, we're going to get out to the nation. So here we go. Let's go out to Teddy in New Jersey. Teddy, did you see Payback? What did you think? What was your favorite match of the night? What stood out to you the most, buddy? Hey, good morning, guys. Yeah, I saw Payback. Um, I thought it was a good show, especially coming off of SummerSlam. I was surprised that Keith Lee did beat Randy. I didn't see that coming. That was actually my favorite match of the night. Um, next to that was um, I was happy to see Bobby Lashley win the U.S. title. I felt he was long overdue to be champion again. Um, but other than that, I felt the matches kind of went how I expected. I was really surprised that we did not see retribution again. And it's been kind of like a week since we've seen this group. So I'm curious to see as to what they're going to do with them. But other than that, I thought it was a solid show considering that we had SummerSlam just last weekend. Teddy, let me ask you this. You mentioned uh, Bobby Lashley becoming the new U.S. champion, and I thought uh, he looked great with that championship around his waist. I really loved the way the Hurt business looked last night when they were leaving the arena. They just they looked so damn good in their suits and with the championship. What do you think is next for Apollo, Teddy? Um, I could see possibly Apollo teaming up with Cedric or Ricochet or those guys and maybe going after the tag team belt at some point. Um, I don't know if they're going to do it right away because I could see him going after Bobby getting a rematch. But I think Paulo's star has been shining a lot since his pandemic. And I think he could be moved into the tag team division. And I, I don't really think it would be a step down at all because I enjoy watching his matches no matter what he's doing. Okay, one more question, Teddy. Do you think the bear ate LaGreca's internet service or do you think he's in an insane asylum because Conrad and Shivani were burying him? Hey, I, with LaGreca, it's probably a little bit of both. <laughs> there you go. That's a great <laughs> answer. 
Thanks for the call, Teddy. We appreciate it. Uh, Mark, no he, did mention, he did mention uh, Bobby as the new U.S. champ, and I, I think that was a good move because, as me and you have discussed many times with Apollo, we're just not quite sure. So Bobby being the new U.S. champ and the Hurt Business moving forward is good. What do you think is going to be next for Apollo, and what would you do next with Apollo? You know what? If uh, If it was up to me, I would – Put a manager, uh, somebody that could that can give him the insight on how to combat uh, MVP. Um, I would I would also establish a uh, understanding between MVP and the hurt business that not only am I going to try my best to make the hurt business hurt, but I'm going to prove to y'all that y'all are just bullies. And all you need to do is stand up to a bully and, and just go with that route to help the, um, you know, the business, um, I guess, acclimate to what we do in real life. Because, you know, the bullies always got plenty to say until you punch them right in the mouth. And I yes, think we that do. that's. Yes. <laughs> yes, we do. <laughs> except, except these two bullies hold a grudge. And I'm going to fight you every day until I win. You can beat me. You might be able to. But you're going to have to fight me tomorrow and the next day and the next day until I'm satisfied. <laughs> and I can sleep at night. Because if I get beat up, I'm not going to go to sleep. I'm going to find a way to get you. If I have to sneak out at the gym. If I had to catch you at the Circle K, <laughs> the 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 Wawa, wherever. I'm a I'm big fan of Wawa. I love Wawa. I love the Wawa, man. Wawa got some get, great sandwiches. Can we get to do a commercial for Wawa and get some free mer- some free stuff? I almost said free merch. <laughs> free Everybody food. Everybody loves free merch. Free Wawa free food, sandwiches. Man. Oh, man. And love they have some every snack that you can ever want. Oh, they got everything. And at 3 o'clock in the morning, they still make as great of a sandwich as they do at 12 o'clock in the afternoon. Bless your heart. You say. All right, let's let's head back out to the nation. Bruce in Connecticut. Bruce, what did you think of payback last night, and what was your favorite match, buddy? Hey, good morning, guys. Morning, man. I thought payback was pretty good, um, considering – that we had SummerSlam last week. I honestly, I didn't have high expectations going into this and going, and I was really surprised. A lot of really solid matches. And my favorite was Randy Orton and Keith Lee. They just, that match made me legitimately pop right when I saw that pin. And I'm just like, he just pinned Orton clean in the middle of the ring. Like I was so stunned. There you go. Uh, uh, I think we agree it worked really well. Uh, we did. See, I did see people, Randy Orton fans, uh, complaining on social media that, oh, it should have never happened that way. Well, no, it actually was the best uh, way for it to go. You said you weren't expecting a lot from Payback, Bruce. Why weren't you expecting a lot from Payback? Um, what's it being, I mean, the week after SummerSlam, I thought it was really weird to have a pay-per-view right after, and I and after Monday with the, the creative changes that supposedly happened and the the whole storyline from everything on Monday, everything just felt off. And I just like, it kind of like bugged me a little bit. And 
Friday, the on SmackDown, the beginning and the ending were amazing. But throughout the show, just again, I just something didn't wasn't clicking with me. And then last night, as just like everything just clicked with me. Everything was I was very satisfied, and I'm kicking myself for having the low expectations. Yes, um, you you said that from what you heard that there were changes in the creative. Uh, what, yes. what made you think that there was really actually changes in the creative? Because, uh, we weren't in the production office and I'm sure that whoever um, posted that again, was not just in the production office. Go. Again, I'm, that's just what made the most sense to me from what I was reading about Monday night. Cause I know there were some rumors that leaked out and I was just like, okay, that makes sense to me why it didn't feel like it was clicking with me. I don't, but again, I, I could be completely wrong here. And honestly, though, going into this, like I said, I'm, I'm kicking myself for having low expectations now because I'm really happy with last night. Well, All right, Bruce. Well, 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 the most important thing is that you came out of last night enjoying the product, and I'm sure you're going to watch Monday Night Raw tonight, as is uh, a lot of other fans. The next wave of MMA talk is on Sirius XM Fight Nation. The MMA gods throw us a curveball. Insight into the inner workings of the fight game. Going to war with the UFC. Generally, that doesn't work out great. Brutally honest opinions. He's what I call a GBND. Game, but not dangerous. And always game to step outside the cage. Unlocking the cage with Jimmy Smith. Weekdays from 1 to 3 p.m. Eastern on Sirius XM Fight Nation Channel 156. Roman Reigns winning the Universal Championship showing up last night. Mark, I want to go back to last Friday. I knew I know you and Ryan probably discussed it on Saturday. What were the thoughts going through your head when we saw Heyman and Roman Reigns sitting next to each other for the first time on SmackDown? Exactly what came to my mind was, oh my God. Now, Roman Reigns is going to be what everybody really wants him to be because the Gunzes of the world, they feel like um, Roman Reigns was handed way too much, way too soon, and there's too much of an emphasis on him being the champion and being the face of the company and, and so forth and so on. I don't have a problem with Roman Reigns being the champion, especially if he's not a babyface and Paul Heyman is dragging people, mentally destroying people before he gets to the ring, and they do it in such a disrespectful and debaucherous way. That adds another element to Roman Reigns' game. Um, But I did not think that Roman Reigns would come in and and, and win this. Like, I, I mean, it, it. everybody was like, oh, my God, we got more Roman Reigns. It's not the same thing as before. Like, Paul Heyman is, is going to add something to that that's going to change the whole dynamic. Yeah, this is going to give them such depth when it comes to Roman's character. Um, I already love the more stoic expressions on Roman's face. It almost seems like Roman just sitting next to Paul kind of, you know, the the light bulb has gone off in Roman's head of what he needs to be. 
Um, I, I, I think it's going to really work. And like I said, uh, creative loves options. There are so many options here. And obviously, when we think of Paul Heyman, we think of Brock Lesnar. And are we yep. to think that Paul Heyman has just you know, left Brock Lesnar ever since Drew beat Brock at WrestleMania? Has Paul just left him? How does Brock feel about this whole thing? I, I, like, that's the one thing that, the giant question mark I keep thinking about. I love Roman with Paul. I think it's going to work, but I wonder what Brock is thinking right now. How does Brock yeah. feel about Paul? Paul's never really been with anybody else. Yeah, he was with like Curtis Axel, like for, you know, for a cup of coffee. And, you know, but really when you think of Brock, you think of Paul. And I wonder what's going on in Brock's mind. Uh, let me ask you about uh, two specific things, Mark. What did you think about the ring breaking last night? Um, and would you have done the finish any differently? Uh, you know what? I, I, I didn't mind the ring breaking. Uh, you know, you got two big, giant, incredibly um, powerful guys that, you know, can want, get, um, Warner that garner that um that action um i really would have liked to seen roman reigns hit somebody with the superman punch into the spear um and and win because you want to put over the things that he has established as the way he wins not just by you know hook or by crook uh, I have a completely different opinion on what you just said when it comes to the ring break and to the finish. So uh, let me present my case to you. When I think of a ring breaking in the WWE, I think of Mark Henry and the Big Show. Mm -hmm. Yes, you guys did that, right? A lot of weight, big, heavy guys, 400 pounds apiece. A, 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 a lot a lot more weight than I saw last night. Like, you talk about two behemoths. Yeah, I'll, I'll give you that with Braun. But 300, Bray, 400. Yeah. You know, Bray is not like, Bray's not the size of Braun. He's a big guy. So when I saw the ring break last night, I was a little like, I've seen this before a couple of times. And every time I saw it before, it made a lot of sense to me. Last night, it didn't make a lot of sense to me. Thus, no reaction from me last night. When, when I saw it, I was just like, all right, whatever. So that was just my take on that. I don't think that I, I don't think the ring breaking really got them any further last night. I think it was a, a shock spot for the sake of it. Um, they did it. Okay, no big deal. I can I can get past that. But coming out of last night, do you do you feel like Roman Reigns is a heel, correct? I do. Okay. I would have loved to have seen Roman Reigns just come to the ring and just cover the Fiend and get the one, two, three. No offense. Hmm. Nothing would have been like, nothing would have pissed More people heat. off. Correct. I think, because I think people are pissed off this morning that Roman Reigns is once again the universal champion. So if you're going to piss him off, let's really piss him off. Roman doesn't come out for the beginning of the match. I know it was a jump start, but he was nowhere to be found until the ring broke. He, him and Heyman picked their spot. Could you imagine if they would have picked their spot and Roman would have just walked to the ring? 
boom, covered somebody, one, two, three, without ever hitting an offensive move. I think people would have been so much more pissed off this morning. Um, Do you like that, or do you think that would have been uh, bad heat, so to speak? You know what? I think that it would have been bad heat, so to speak, because I I just feel like a guy that has – rose to the uh, top of the card like Roman has needs to do something. And even if it was he covers Bray, Bray kicks him off. He covers Braun, Braun kicks him off. Bray feeds up and gets a Superman punch and goes out of the ring to the floor. Braun Strowman gets speared, one, two, three, and he gets the title. And Paul is doing the Olympic Kurt Angle jumped all the way around the ring and handed him the title and snatching it from the referee and allowing them to get the heat. And um, seeing Roman's moves, especially the ones that he can finish people with, is validates him. If he goes out there and just lays on top of somebody and and gets the cheap heat, then it's going to work. Because what you said actually made me mad <laughs> briefly. So I like heat, I, I, and, and that is the ultimate heat. But I still think that you got to validate his repertoire of offense. If you were Brock Lesnar, what would you be thinking this morning? Hmm. So they're trying to replace me. So you want you got your new guy, Paul. You think that's gonna that I need you to be at the top. And I think that come WrestleMania time, we will we will hear from the beast. And I think it'll be the beast that says what needs to be said. And I think that Brock can be the guy that starts to speak for himself. And he's, you know, he could be very simplistic. I'm not a wordsmith. But what I am is a however many eight-time champion. And everybody is going to Suplex City. Walk out of frame. And if you're not scared, you should be. Because he is the only human being that I ever got in the ring with that actually physically beat me up. He's and a strong I'm not man. ashamed to say it. <laughs> I, I love what you just said about him coming out and saying, you know, I'm, if, if this were to ever happen, he, he would say, I'm not a wordsmith. If one of the first things that Brock Lesnar ever did, if he did come back, was admit that I'm not the greatest speaker in the world. I'm a man of few words. But when you admit that you're not good at something, you're humbling yourself and you're endearing yourself. And I believe that by Brock Lesnar saying, hey, I'm not the greatest speaker in the world, people are going to be like, you know what, Brock, it doesn't even even matter. It doesn't matter, Brock. We want to hear what you have to say. Thank you very much for acknowledging that you're not the best speaker, but now we don't care. We just want to hear from you. I think immediately people will perk their ears up and want to listen. And I said this a long time ago. One of the only people that we've never seen the other side of 
the other layers too, is Brock Lesnar. Look at what happened with Undertaker recently with the last ride and getting to see that other side of the Undertaker. It's as if the guy was reborn. I, I, now I'm into Mark Calloway. Like, I would love to see Mark Calloway do something or whatever The Undertaker does now, I'm reinvested because I know this entire other side of the man, a man who got choked up when talking about a couple of things. You never saw The Undertaker get choked up before. I think they can do the same thing with Brock Lesnar. Do you think showing the other side of Brock would work? I do. Uh, I think that people will be shocked to find out that Brock on the other side of who he is, is exactly who he is. <laughs> he is a monster of a human being that is very abrasive at times, uh, unapologetically, hey, I don't care. But the thing that I would say is Brock, I started to like Brock at the end. Him doing the radio uh, with, the, with the briefcase, going out and, and doing stuff with R-Truth and him, him like playing ha-ha. And even if you go back to where when he and the Undertaker were going at it and he drops the Undertaker. I mean, he drops him with an F5. And then he sits up and he's like, ha, ha, ha. And then the Undertaker sits up and he goes, oh, like you scared me. Like, give me that Brock. Give me the Brock that's got a little bit of, you know, like asshole to him. That's, you know, and, and I'm, I'm all in. I'm, I mean, well, I can't say all in. I, I'm, sign me up. <laughs> sign me up. The Yak and Barack Show. Now, when you talk to Andre Ward, he's a guy that normally when guys retire, I love it, I respect it, and obviously yes. Andre Ward has retired on top. And for me as a fight fan, there's a burning desire in me wanting to see him again in that ring. I feel like Andre will come back for one big fight. Listen, I'm the total opposite. I'm not somebody who wants to even see Andre Ward in the ring anymore. I appreciate what he's given us already. Weekdays from 12 to 1 p.m. Eastern, only on Sirius XM Fight Nation, Channel 156. It's 10 a.m. on the East Coast on a Monday. And that means it's time for... No, it's not time no. for anything. No. <laughs> you see, normally we would be doing the Dave LaGreca power rankings right now. But we ain't doing that right now. And, you know, there's another theory. A couple people been chiming in on social media, Mark, saying that Dave's internet was not eaten by a bear. Dave is not in the insane asylum because Conrad Thompson and Tony Schiavone were burying him. It's that he couldn't come up with the power rankings for this morning. Between all the title changes, Naito becoming the new IWGP heavyweight champion in New Japan, Dave was entirely too confused and did not have a power rankings ready to go, thus called in and said, I can't make it. What do you think, Mark? You know what? <clears throat> there, were, there was a time, Bully, when I wanted to play and hang out, and it was school time, and I didn't do my homework. And all of a sudden, I realized that this homework, I forgot. Oh, my God, I got this homework. <laughs> and it was going to be for, like, 50% of my grade. And I was like, <coughs> I don't feel well. I I can't. I 
can't go in. So I think maybe, you know, uh, I'm not going to say that that's the case, but it, you know, could be. Happened to me before. Violetta, I don't feel good. Okay, David, I called. Tell them you can't make it. <laughs> I think that's what may have can, happened. Can you make me some pierogies? <laughs> okay. Can you set up my man cave? Okay. Can you do my power rankings for me? No! <laughs> no, David, that's enough. <laughs> so here's what we're going to do. No power rankings today. But I would like to know, if we did do a Mark Henry power rankings, who would be your number one on your power rankings this morning within the entire world of pro wrestling? Uh... You know what? I would I would have to say the most meat on the bone for me would not would be Keith Lee, Randy Orton. Um, as much as the all the respect of the title goes to uh, Roman Reigns, the Fiend, and and, and the Monster, uh, not the Monster amongst men, but the Monster, Braun Strowman. Um, I would have to go the significance of what Randy and, and Keith did on the show last night made me grab my phone and go, holy, did y'all just see this? I didn't do that in the main event. I just sat and enjoyed the main event. So I would have to go with uh, what I popped for the most. Cool. Even though I did, even though I did have an honorable mention. Uh, I, I think Keith Lee beating Randy Orton is definitely a credible number one, uh, e even without a championship or a title change. So I, I agree with your number one. I'm going to go out a little outside of the box for my number one. I'm going to go outside of the WWE or AEW or Impact or any other company here in America. I'm going to head on over to New Japan for my number one uh, this week. And that would be uh, Tetsuo Naito who has defeated Evil and is now the new IWGP World Heavyweight Champion. He did that at Summer Struggle out there in New Japan. Um, Naito, one of my favorite wrestlers in the entire world. Um, uh, extremely credible. Uh, I'm looking forward to seeing what he can do moving forward. I know he's been a little injury-plagued over the years, but hopefully Naito's back on track. So I took Naito, you took Keith Lee. I think those are both very credible number ones. Um, before we get into anything specific, go ahead, Mark. Naito is, is definitely credible to be in that spot. Uh, I'm more of a Tanahashi fan, but um, Naito beating evil after what's been going on over the last few months, like, that, that was big. We, uh, we, we talked about, uh, about Roman a little bit. We've talked about Keith Lee a little bit. What else really stood out to you on Payback? You know, I, I really did like uh, watching the, the, the ladies and uh, seeing Nia and Shayna Baszler win. Um, and them pointing out that, ooh, it's Sasha No Belts. <laughs> Then I popped because I was like, come on, man, it's too soon. Why would you do that? And and I think now, um, tonight, we should we should see Sasha 
show up and go, hey, you got stuff to say and smack his face. And then them send everybody and her get fined and, you know, do it big. When, dress when, it up. Put the wig on Corey, the pig. When Corey said Sasha no belts, I heard this sound. <laughs> and, and, and I looked. I didn't know what the sound was. But I think it was all of Sasha's fans screaming in unison all over the world. No! Because Sasha's got a very loyal fan base. And if you take shots at Sasha, they get very, very mad at you. But Corey was like, I don't care. I'm just going to send it in. Boom. And he launched one right at her. Um, I, I, I liked the aftermath. I, I liked the fact that Shayna... Shayna's got the win for her team, and Nia's jumping yeah. around like crazy as if she did something. So I'd like to see them continue that. I'd like to see Nia going crazy, saying, look, we're the champs, we're the champs, and Shayna's just reminding her, like, you did nothing. Like, this was all on me. You have that belt because of me. Um, and I think that they could be um, some sort of an entertaining team moving forward. What do you think? Man, listen, Shayna was in rare form last night. She, I mean, really good. And the storyline was good. The, 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 the whole psychology of the match was good. And several times they did things that was outside of the box. Choking, with the, with, uh, choke, choking her with, the, with, with Sasha's, with uh, uh, Bailey's arm. I'm just like. All right, who put this together? This is nice. I was really entertained, and I think that that is what we're going to get. We're going to get solid wrestling, but we're going to get better psychology. They're, they're the best. One of the, the girls are the that, best right now. I, I think the girls have been doing a great job. Um, one of the things that concerns me a little bit with Shayna is the particular positioning of certain moves and what she is forced to sell and what other people are not selling for her. And I'm going to try to clear this up a little bit. <clears throat> Never once when I watched Ronda, a legit MMA fighter like Shayna is, never once do I feel like Ronda is ever um, – having to back it down a notch for the world of pro wrestling or to be in a wrestling ring. Sometimes I see things from Shayna where I'm like, I don't believe you're, a, you're, you're that badass MMA girl at all. I always thought Ronda was a badass. Sometimes I see Shayna doing things that I'm like, this, this should not happen where people should be selling it better, or Shayna should not be selling like this because there is a level of toughness that comes with Shayna Baszler. Do you, am I explaining myself well? Do you get where I'm coming yes, from? Yes, I, I, like, I get where you're coming from. Um, but a lot of the other women were not taught catch wrestling. And that is an art in its own because it's, a, it's based off the fighting arts, not just pro wrestling or the entertainment, the uh, sports entertainment. We're conditioned for sports entertainment. But what Shayna Baszler is, is really a catch wrestler. And the derivative of people like Judo Jean LaBelle and like you, you, you want to go back to that, but you don't want to go back to where it's boring because it changed over the last 10 years. 
And I think Shayna Baszler is probably the best of the best at that. It's just that there's not enough girls like Shayna Baszler that can actually do it. And now you have Bailey and Sasha who uh, I think can do it and have done it really, really well. They, they're just the rest of the, the women in the world need to catch up. You know, right off the bat last night, uh, Sasha threw a kick at Shayna. And then Shayna caught Sasha with an inside kick right in the knee. Like, didn't kick her to the outside of the knee. She kicked her right inside the knee. And you could see mm-hmm. Sasha kind of buckle a little bit. I'm just saying to myself, that would have a, a, a real Shayna kick would probably just cripple uh, Sasha. For the right rest of the there. match. Exactly. And those are the little things that I would like to see them like take advantage of more. Like Shayna would have been right in on there, boom, putting her right in a quick hold and would have tried to end it right there. And Bailey would have had to come in and make the save right off the bat. And then on commentary, you know, you put over that quick inside, you know, knee sweep and how credible it was. And oh my God, Shayna's such a badass that Bailey had to make the save within the first 30 seconds of the match. How does this bode for Shane? How does this bode for Bailey and Sasha moving forward? So that that that's kind of what I see from. I, I want to see Shayna protect her physicality a little bit more. Got it, got it. You you know what, bully? That that's that's something that's very valid, and it's hard for people that uh, you, you're talking masters and doctorate wrestling. Uh, as opposed to our uh, normal fan. Like, you're talking above people's heads, so I'm going to explain what you're saying. If I poke you in the eye, the first impulse is to cover it and rub it to see if it's bleeding, to check and see. The, 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 you're, you're trying to keep people away from it for a second. And then you're... You have one eye open and one eye closed for a while. Then you start to flutter that eye. Like, you know, you're wiping, like you're wiping tears away from it. And then somebody throws and hits you with a punch because you didn't see it coming. Now you have to get out of the ring and regroup. And you're telling the story of, I got poked in the eye. And if anybody's ever got poked in the eye before, shit is not nice. Like, I mean, it lasts for a long time. And that's what you're saying. Tell the story of what just happened. And when you do that, that's when you get people emotionally invested because they can feel the pain that they saw. And Randy Orton is maybe one of the only guys that when I see him grab a headlock on somebody... I'm grimacing. I'm uh, oh, I'm at home and I'm I'm reacting like I'm in the headlock because it looks that way. And that's that's what you're saying. One of the number one things uh that I teach uh up and coming students at our Team 3D Academy is Randy Orton's headlock, Randy Orton's armbar, Randy Orton's leg lock or any move or hold that we take for granted in pro wrestling when you see a headlock you don't think anything is going to happen when you see a randy orton headlock you think that that guy might submit or tap out when you see a randy orton armbar you think somebody might submit or tap out because he makes things that are so passe 
means something. And I think that uh, Shayna has the ability to do that also. So uh, moving forward, what what do you think from uh, from uh, Sasha and Bailey? Do you think we're do you see do you think there's cracks in the foundation? Do you think that this uh, beautiful friendship that was built on championships is now going to come crumbling down? Do you think Bailey eventually loses her championship, and now we have Bailey with nothing and Sasha with nothing, and the last thing to do is fight about absolutely nothing? Did Did you ever see that movie Jackie Brown? I love it. And there was a scene where um, they were in a car and he was like, man, what happened to you? Samuel Jackson was saying, you used to be beautiful, man. <laughs> Love it. And I think that is what I want to see Bailey do to Sasha. <laughs> that is I a want, great example. I want her to say, damn, Sasha, you used to you were so valuable once upon a time. <laughs> you, had, you had two titles, and now you have nothing. Like, what value do you offer me? <laughs> I would, Mark, I would piss my I pants if she did that. I oh. love that. And I love when we use movie references to kind of, you know, tell a story or draw a picture. That is a perfect scene for Sasha and Bailey because Bez Bailey with her women's championship just looking over at Sasha. I would rip the line off. I blatantly rip it off because, I, you know, somebody people everybody would know what happened to you. You used to be so beautiful. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. The Sasha universe would be screaming out like Alderaan gotten blown up in one quick second. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, we got our first Star Wars reference. Thank you. Oh, man, that's such a great idea. Hey, everyone. This is Nicole Auerbach, and I want to invite you inside the Coaches Clubhouse, a brand new podcast from SiriusXM that examines what drives coaches on and off the sidelines. We talk to coaches from all different sports and all walks of life about their passion for the profession, their mentors, philosophies, and stories, and also what they care about when they're outside the spotlight. We'll give you a unique perspective on some of the greats in their profession, from Olympic coaches to Super Bowl champions and everyone in between. New episodes out every Wednesday on the SiriusXM app, Pandora, and Apple Podcasts. You know, Mark, I I, I definitely want to get into talking about Ray, and, and I want to give it the right amount of time, but something happened last week that I kind of wanted to get into um, th- this whole chair dancing thing is like, oh, it's being taken to the next level. Like, I thought it was kind of like over and done with. I know there was plans about maybe doing another chair dancing championship with you and Conrad and Dave and Tommy and myself, yada, yada. But you're the chair dancing champion. Boom, done. That's end right. of story. That, I mean, th- that's yeah. the way I look at it. You won fair and square. But it seems like Conrad Thompson and Tony Schiavone, uh, they were, they were uh, together on the Conrad podcast, and they were talking mega shit about the chair dancing championship. They, they were, I, I, listen, you know what? I'm not even going to talk. We have the audio. So Guns, Gabby, Gabby, Guns, Finkel, Einhorn, play the, play the audio. Let Mark Henry hear it from himself. I get it. I understand. Tommy Dreamer, one of my favorites, too, as being a good guy. Listen to him on Busted Open. He and uh, 
Who's that idiot he works with named LaGreca? That <sighs> yeah. fucking coward. Yeah, he's a coward. No, I'm just uh, saying, like, I beat him in a chair dancing contest. He fucked and screwed me. He did. I, he knows he yeah. did. And I held it up and, and tried to contest it with facts and hired an attorney to do it, sent in a, a demand letter. Yeah. And, and all fair, he acquiesced and said, you're right. I'm going to send you the belt. What's the address? I send him the address. Then he moves into a new house that he just bought, but that he didn't use my fucking mortgage company for, where I could have given him the brother deal and the hookup. As you know, I've done half of the fucking rosters. Mm-hmm. I would have gladly hooked him up, but no, he does his own. And then he gives a little stupid tour of his little stupid home studio. He's got his little stupid belt in the background that he never sent to me after his stupid little chair dancing thing. <laughs> Fuck Dave LaGreca. Motherfucker. He's got more heat oh. with me now. What? I work for Busted Open. I have a studio in New York City. Hey. Well, he ain't going now. Now they're doing their supposed fucking radio show over goddamn Zoom. Fucking Zoom. Zoom. Why don't you Zoom that belt on down here? Fucking reneging bastard. We had a deal. <laughs> we had an understanding. You screwed me. Everybody knows you screwed me. I'm the undefeated. This has been well documented. Two-time, two-time, two-time chair dancing champion of the world. And at this point, I'm uncrowned based on your sham of a contest and your sham of a radio show. There you go. Nothing happening, son of a plumber. I'm glad I brought his name up. Yeah, but Tommy's great, and you can listen to him and Mark Henry, a great friend of the show. And, of course, our old pal Bubba Ray, who we just saw out here strutting and cutting. Yeah. On uh, Fight Nation, Monday through Friday on Sirius XM. Dave LaGreca. Seriously, if you're trying to keep up with current wrestling, can you imagine? Let's go back in time. Let's pretend it's 1997. Can you imagine if there was a national morning radio show about wrestling every day? Mm. It'd be the coolest thing ever. Yes, it would be. A great time to be a fan. I'm proud that that service exists. I just wish it was with a man of honor <laughs> and not that turd. Rat, rat soup even eating motherfucker. Yeah, LaGreca. What kind of name is that? I'm going to start calling him Del Greco, like the basketball player. Oh, my God. Now, what the hell got into Tony Schiavone? Now, we had a good time in Vegas. And all of a sudden, now Dave's a piece of shit. He called him a turd. There's, there's so much to what those two said. Because on one hand, what? they put you over. They put Tommy over. They put me over. They full-blown buried LaGreca. Like, boneyard match buried him. Like, and then... We need a backhoe to get all the dirt off of Dave. Call one. Um, (laughs) I don't have any backhoes no more. Man, I set that for you. I just didn't know if you were going to spike it or just, not. But you slobbed it up there. <laughs> oh, my God. My wife's listening. Uh, uh, but I'm they done. called it. <laughs> yeah, you're, you're done. Between the wall of death, the drinking tequila, and now the back hose, you're done, Mark. Just don't go home. Yeah, so hang out with me for the rest I might as well just stay here in the studio. <laughs> he Jeez. called it a sham of a radio show. He called it a supposed radio show. Now, you know, and I know, 
and everybody that the whole wrestling world knows that Busted Open is the number one sports talk radio show on the entire Sirius XM platform. It's like bigger than NFL, bigger than MLB. You know, we're, we, we, we're, we're proud of the job we were able to do here in making this number one in all of sports. I mean, we're a legit six days a week radio show, Mark. And here's Conrad, the guy that you beat in the chair dancing championship, calling it a sham of a radio show. Mm. But he also put you over. Yeah, but he he also said that I was that it was fine, but I'm the one that kicked his ass. Dave, Dave came in last. He did. Dave didn't beat him. Why would you why would you pick on the on the person that that lost? I won. And I think that he is wrong because he lost fair and square. It wasn't hell he shouldn't even been allowed to compete because he was 20 minutes late. We had to hold up the entire show for Conrad. And for him to come on and and just a obliterate my co-host I think that he he owes him an he owes Dave an apology and he should own the fact that he lost because that half-ass effort of a keen dance that he did um, I think was a disrespect to chair dancers all over the world wow would you give him a rematch yeah, I give him a rematch. It's going to be the same outcome. Cream rise you know, to the top. I, I th- you know, I, I know the nation just heard that audio from Shivani and Conrad, and they were talking a lot of smack on their podcast, uh, especially Conrad. Here's what I encourage the nation to do. Pick up your Twitter machines right now and let Conrad know how you feel about calling Busted Open a sham of a radio show or a supposed radio show and for burying LaGreca and for basically saying that Mark Henry's victory in the chair dance championship was fake. Wasn't meant to happen. So if you guys got an opinion... I suggest you let Conrad know. I mean, he was late to the he was late to the dance. No pun intended. He should have been disqualified. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and and, really? and, and your and your chair dance was superior. And what does Tony Schiavone have to do with anything? Why did he like load on and, and just disrespect Dave like that? After Dave talked so good about him. How great of announcer he is and how knowledgeable. Dave's always putting him over. Never said not one mumbling word negative about Tony Schiavone. I don't get it. I don't I'm get Shiv- it. I'm a Schiavone fan, too. Me, I've too. I'm a Schiavone fan. But, see, I don't, I don't know how to take it. Like, he didn't, he didn't bury is me it, or Is you. it against Dave? I, I because think I won. Him. Why didn't he say that about me? I'm the one that won. Because you'll kick his ass. Because you Tony know Katane one thing. Didn't, didn't see it because she didn't know how to turn the damn zoom on. Not the sharpest tack. 
No, not the but, not the know, brightest, not the brightest stick light. You. She'll still stick you, but just it's gonna be take a while to get in. Speaking of backups, um, <laughs> whoa, <laughs> David Phillips. She David wouldn't Cullips, get that was number one. We love Tawny. <laughs> love Tawny. We should make her a regular. Maybe we should get. Maybe we should take Rufus's advice. Maybe we should get rid of guns and bring in Tawny. Mm. <laughs> you said his name right. Yeah, it's Rufus. I don't screen the calls. I don't know why they said Luther. Like to me, there's a big difference between Luther and Rufus. How you botch yeah. those names is beyond me. Call the kid from Botchamania. <laughs> I just gave him another plug. They always pop when I when I when I talk about that kid. They always pop. So I, I don't know. This, this Conrad, Shivani, chair dancing, busted open, LaGreca situation is, uh, I, I think, I, I don't know what to do about it. I just, I just felt the need to, uh, to play that audio so at least you could hear it. I know you have a lot to say about it. Uh, I think there's going to have to be a chair dance challenge part two, but I think this is going to have to be like a no holds barred. <laughs> even though no holds are ever barred in wrestling, although MJF and Moxley are doing a good job of it. Oh, my God. Man, listen, MJF, he is slowly becoming my favorite heel in wrestling. I mean, it, the dude is just is uncanny how he's able to find a way to dig deeper than he did the week before. Every week he's getting more abrasive. I just, I don't, I mean, in the next two or three weeks, he may have to shoot somebody. Uh, Shank or something. I, I once spoke to him and I said, what was the best advice you've ever gotten uh, from a veteran? And he said, one guy told me that every time I was out there, I should go for the jugular each and every time and never take my foot off the gas. I said, well. Whoever gave you that advice gave you the best advice ever. And I think that MJF goes out there every single week and goes for the jugular. Would you agree? I, I, I have to co-sign for that because he's doing a hell of a job and he's getting better. And I think he's, what is he, 23? Young, 23, 24. Bro, I didn't really get it until I was 27, 28. Like, he's already there. Like, what is he going to be at 28? The head of the business. That's the only thing that I can see. I mean, he shouldn't strive to be good. He should be striving to be great. And I just, he's on the <clears> way to that. The, the level of heel that an MJF can be. Like, you could see MJF 20 years ago with his speaking ability, with his ability to get under your skin, with his ability to rile you up, with his ability to make you hate. But all that stuff was more acceptable 20 years ago. I'm wondering if the world we live in today, the very politically correct world, sometimes the watered-down world of pro wrestling where this cancel culture seems to be so prevalent, if a guy like MJF, can get away with all of the things that we'd like to see him get away with. So far, so good. 
Well, I mean, Bullard, he's also becoming a body guy. You've seen his body change. Like, he's got a lot less fat. His, the muscle is starting to peak out. He's bragging about his workouts and how much he bench pressed. He's starting to feel strong. If you add that layer to him in the next five years, like, well, there's no limit for him. If he looks like Randy Orton and wrestles like Randy Orton and talks like Ric Flair, I, I, why wouldn't he be the best wrestler in the world? Yeah, the, the, the sky is the limit for MJF, and he has uh, age and time on his side. But you know who else yep. has age and time on their side? Dominic Mysterio. And I guarantee you, when we come back, we're finally getting into it. Ray and Dominic versus Seth and Buddy Murphy. Last night from Payback Nation, if you got an opinion on that match, 877-344-4893. Call in. Let us know what you uh, thought of it. Stick around. Mark Henry and Bully Ray will be right back here on Busted Open. Pro wrestling is more than sports entertainment. It's a way of life. Life is just like professional wrestling. You are going to get knocked down a lot, but you got to keep getting up and keep on fighting. Start your day the right way with Busted Open on Sirius XM Fight Nation. Hell of a They're all segue. over Conrad on Twitter right now. It's amazing. Oh, yeah. I see it. It's great. And he's, like, I, I, very active in responding to people, which makes it, like... He say, I forfeit. In an yeah. arm wrestling match, yeah. They say, yeah. No, he said he forfeits if, if you're going to arm wrestle, because someone said, how about Mark Henry versus Conrad in an arm wrestling match? And he goes, I forfeit. <laughs> you don't want it. <laughs> Christina called him a, a, a douche nozzle. A douche nozzle, yeah, she got mad. Wait, so Joe, did you see the one that Joe North Carolina said? Oh, see, he's responding. He goes, you realize you follow me, Christina? Enjoy your Monday. It's not nice. <laughs> woo, woo, woo. Woo. Oh, man, that's jo- pretty cool. Joe North you, Carolina. You hey, see comrade. the Rodney Garza? Yeah, that's a good one. A Superman? Nice. Joe said there are more people that listen to, and he tagged you all and busted open weekly than all five podcasts combined. Conrad goes, thanks for listening to Busted Open, Joe, and I appreciate your follow. Gabby's a, that means Gabby's happy with her show today. Good job, Gabs. What? You went, hmm. I said, that means you're happy with the show today. Of course I am. Are you happy? I think it's a great show today. I do, too. I think it's fun. It's We're talking about the shows, but we're taking opinions. We're not only just breaking shit down. I like it when it's a show of different variations of stuff. Fast moving. About thirty seconds. Oh, uh, bully! Why are you why are you snacking? And you know I'm hungry. God. I'm sorry. I had to have a bagel. Ooh, yeah. butter. Bagel. Ghee. With butter or smear. Ghee. Ghee. What's that? G H E E. Purified butter. It's the best Yum. part of the butter. Ooh. Oh man. <clears throat> 
You I gotta didn't get it. That. Oh yeah, I had LB last night. Spumoni? Busted open, Mark Henry and Bully Ray, the Hall of Fame in pain. Mark, you like this? I like this right here. Do you know who it is? Who is it? Metallica. Metallica. All right. I can I can get down to some Metallica too. If I was, if it was Mark, here's here's some good advice. Just download "Kill 'Em All" by Metallica. Kill them all. Kill them all. Download the whole album. I know other people are going to say no. Ride the Lightning or Master of Puppets or the Black Album, blah, blah, blah. Download the entire album, Kill Them All. It's Metallica's first album, and it's absolutely off the charts. The first song is called Hit the Lights, and there's another song in there called Whiplash. If you like, you know, those like those Scorpion-type song and everything, this is, it's faster, it's heavier, it's cleaner. It's, it's really good stuff. The, the one from 83? Yeah, kill them all. I am so happy that I got Mark uh, Henry into Metallica this morning, and we, we educated him on the Scorpions. I love this. Why, why do they the way, have a star on Four Horsemen? I don't, I don't know. It's a great song. Okay. Maybe it's a favorite? I don't know. I don't know. They, what did they do? What, maybe they talked to Meltzer about it. Who the hell knows? <laughs> <laughs> Hey, I'm, this is what I'm listening to for the rest of the day. So I got the Scorpions and Metallica on my on my listen to. I just bought both album, both bands, and um, it's gonna be a Scorpions and Metallica day. I have to go news. home because if if I listen to this while I'm driving, yeah, once again, Mark's going to jail. <laughs> If, if you listen to Hit the Lights or Whiplash when you're driving, you will want to drive really, really fast. Okay, I'm telling you. Whew, I'm excited. Breaking news. Uh-oh. The nation is on social media right now, and they are bombarding Conrad with tweets, and he's answering every single one. The nation wow, is good. lobbing. They're just lobbing grenades. It's an all-out attack. Joe from North <laughs> Carolina, Christina in Baltimore. They are just like full-blown. They're wall of death in Conrad. Wow. And I think he's trying to kill him with kindness on the old Twitter machine. So. So, wait a minute. There, there's some people that are siding with him, though. Uh, I, I didn't say they, they didn't have to side with him. I'm just saying that I see a lot of people going after him. I'm not saying that you got to pick a yeah. side here because, let's say, like I said, Conrad put us over but buried the show in La Greca. So it's like, yeah. you know, right, we'll see. All right, like I said before we went to break, I want to definitely get into uh, Rey Mysterio, Dominic Mysterio, Seth, and Buddy Murphy. Uh, we were talking about MJF being so young and being so damn good. Um Dominic has been doing a great job. I thought he did a great job at SummerSlam. I thought he's been doing a great job with Seth and Buddy in this storyline. I thought they did a great job last night. I got to give props to Buddy Murphy. 
Gotta, gotta give him props because Buddy is helping Ray along. Buddy Murphy is being the leader out there that Dominic Mysterio needs. He's he's putting himself in the right spot for Dominic. He's putting Dominic in the right spots, and he's giving Dominic the best opportunity to get over and succeed. Um, I enjoyed the match last night. I thought they all did a good job, but once again, you know, uh, hats off to Dominic for uh, for really stepping it up for for a young kid with very minimal amount of time in the ring and on television. Mark, your thoughts? I, I think that Dominic is doing a good job. Uh, I think that he's listening. This is what I wish I would have gotten when I first came in. Uh, have elite wrestlers every night take me to task and, you know, show me the ropes and teach me how it's done uh, on a night-to-night basis. And it, can you only imagine how good he would be if there were house shows? If, 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 if he could get out there and work house shows with these guys and his dad and uh, Dominic would be light years ahead of where he is now already. Um, but I think that, you know, in the next three months, we may have house shows. We may have events again. And uh, I'm just praying for that day. I mean, he, he looked really good out there. He looked comfortable. Uh, I could tell that there are times where you get caught watching. You, you know what I mean? You get caught, you know, enjoying the show. And he's going to have to grow out of that. And once he does, sky's the limit. I saw a level of comfort in him last night, uh, a little bit more than I saw at SummerSlam. You just mentioned house shows, live events, uh, and how important they really are. Number one, they're important to the wrestling fan because wrestling fans seem to have more fun at house shows and live events than they do at TV. TV can be a very, very long night. House shows are a lot more laid back. They're a lot more fun. The wrestlers interact a lot more. And it just seems to be an overall better feel. Also, it benefits the wrestler because, like you said, imagine how much better Dominic would be at this point on if he were able to have some house show singles matches with a Buddy Murphy. First of all, he'd have more reps under his belt. His comfort level would be up there even more. So house shows, um, without a doubt, help on so many levels. After last night, Do you take Dominic off of TV for a little while? Do you continue with him? Where would you go with him? Hmm. You know what? That's a good point. I think that I would kind of take him away for a while and move Seth on and and Buddy on to something else before I have Dominic, you know, reappear. Seth did not look happy with Buddy last night. Um, I wonder if he's going to still embrace him. Is there any part of you that wants to see Dominic turn on his father? No. But in pro wrestling, nothing is forsaken. Nothing is um, off the plate, you know, if you will. I'll have to take it back to food. Yeah, you know, put it on the plate. I hear you. <laughs> it's always about It's like you and rock and roll. Yep. It's like me with food. It's like Dave and Tommy with wrestling lore from the past. Like the stuff that we love, we just love. That's it. It's relatable to us. 
want to jump back out to the nation, see how they felt about uh, Dominic uh, Mysterio last night. Malik out in South Florida. Uh, did you see payback? And what did you think of Dominic uh, Mysterio last night? Uh, what's up, guys? I did see uh, payback, and overall, I thought it was a, a good show. I enjoyed the matches that um, that were clean the most. Um, as far as uh, Dominic and Mysterio, what I would like to see, and maybe it's too soon because Dominic doesn't really have, like you guys said, that experience uh, yet, but I would like to possibly see a Cinderella uh, story run at the Tag Team Championships. I think that would make for a good story. It gives them separation from Murphy and Seth Rollins, and uh, it gives them a chance to create a new storyline, go in a different direction. And uh, a father-son uh, tag team champion, um, that, I think that's something that may look good. Uh, also, um, I think the Hurt Business needs a young representative. You guys talked about the possibility of uh, Apollo Crews uh, possibly uh, joining the Hurt Business. Um, and actually, you guys kind of read my mind on that, you know, getting into the underground and stuff. But if it's not Apollo... Anybody. I think they just need a young representative of the Hurt Business. You have Bobby Lashley and you have Shelton Benjamin, uh, two seasoned guys, two guys who are former champions, been in this business a long time. But I think they need that young representative. So whoever that might be in the future, they definitely need a young representative there. And uh, lastly, um, as far as Roman Reigns goes, uh, I liked I liked what's going on with that whole thing. Here's my thing with Roman Reigns and Brock Lesnar. Why does Brock Lesnar have to have some kind of beef or whatever the case may be with Roman Reigns because Roman Reigns is hooked up with uh, Paul Heyman now? How come, how come Paul Heyman can't represent them both? Roman Reigns wreaks havoc and, 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 and uh, he, he runs SmackDown. And then on the other side, uh, Brock Lesnar can come back and, and wreak havoc and, and uh, represent on Raw. And Paul Heyman represents them both. you got two guys on, on both of the main brands dominating and you represent both of them. Now that's something that may come out of nowhere and people won't expect. People didn't expect Roman Reigns to come back so soon. He came back. People didn't expect Roman Reigns to hook up with Paul Heyman, but he did it. People will not expect Brock Lesnar to accept Roman Reigns and Paul Heyman together, but that could be unexpected and something that, that could possibly work as well. They both just accept themselves being represented by Paul Heyman and dominating on their representative brands. Tell me what you guys think about that. Thank you for the time, man. Love the show. Malik, great phone call. Thank you very much. We appreciate it. What happened? Okay. Um, I think the feel-good story of Ray and Dominic becoming tag team champions as father and son is an absolute no-brainer. However, you need a strong heel team for that. I mean, could they fight whoever the champions are? Right now, I think it's the Street Profits. I mean, could they beat the Street Profits? Yeah, sure. Or if the tag team champions were um, the Viking Raiders, could they beat them? Yeah, sure. But if you really want that Dominic Mysterio and Dad Ray Mysterio tag team victory to mean something, I would put those championships on two guys that, would make that win bigger. Hell, if Seth and Buddy regrouped tonight 
and beat the Street Profits and you put the championships on Seth and Buddy just to get them on Ray and Dominic, let's say at Survivor Series or whatever the next pay-per-view is, I'm down with that because WWE is all about putting smiles on people's faces, feel-good moments. So, I mean, I could definitely see them go in that direction. But with, with the end of Malik's call, Mark, Roman and Brock together under Heyman's rule... That just seems entirely too powerful for anybody right now to overcome. Well, unless, you, like you said, you put them on both different shows, and then somehow, some way, they're this, hey, you've been spending a lot more time with him than you are with me. And then you start to battle back and forth, like what we want to see with Sasha and Bailey. Like, and then you see that with those two. And you put Paul in a hard place. And that, that would be a good, the only way you could do that. If, if you didn't do it like that, it would be hard to, yeah, like you said, it's, it's like having Thanos and Darkseid on the team together. You can't have Thanos and Darkseid on the same side? No. It's impossible. You can't do that. You can't beat that. I don't care if you have all the Avengers. Like, he, you see Thanos kick the asses of all the Avengers. So, Mark, I mean, I, it's, I, you know, you add you dark side with a, what? Can I tell you a secret? Um, tell me a secret. Tell me a secret. I don't know who Thanos and dark side are. Okay. Now you just, now I'm, <laughs> I, I want to fight Thanos? you. I, do you mean Thermos? What, what, who's no, Thanos? No, no. You didn't see the Avengers? I've never seen one of them. <laughs> you are finna get assassinated on <laughs> online. Oh my god, bully! You really? Is it good? Yeah. Yeah. You, you, Which, you, you don't know who Dark Side is. I, no. I, listen. To be honest, I've heard of Thanos. I have no idea who Dark Side is. I've never watched oh. an Avengers movie. I wouldn't even know where to start. Well, you have to start at Captain America, and then you'd have to go. Um, to the Avengers movies and then go all the way through all of them to the end, to Endgame. Was it's, Endgame the last like, movie? Yeah, it was too long, but it was really good. Thanks for listening. Catch us Monday through Saturday on Busted Open from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on Sirius XM. Fight Nation, Channel 156. The Busted Open Podcast. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand.